This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. The Golden Edge Podcast is sponsored by SDN Sports from Station Casinos. SDN Sports is the only sports betting app you need this season. Sign up today and get a new sign-up bonus of up to $50. What is up, everyone? Welcome to the Golden Edge Podcast. Yes, sports is canceled, but we are not. We are still here trying to fill you in on everything that's going on, although as we are sitting here recording this on Thursday afternoon... A couple hours after learning officially the NHL season was postponed, we don't really know everything that's going on. We'll try to kind of sift through some of that, and we might find out new things even as we're recording. So uh, we'll be kind of keeping you up to date on all that. But thank you guys for listening. As always, make sure you subscribe, rate, comment, share, wherever you get this podcast, which is brought to you by STN Sports Mobile from Station Casinos and presented by Untuck It. Adam Hill here from the Review Journal, along with Dave Shane and Ben Goats, the crew on the Golden Knights beat, and guys, it has been a wild, wild 48 hours. Ben, you're in Minnesota for the game tonight, I, I guess. I don't know um, when exactly. Yeah, I don't know when exactly you found out or uh, how you found out, but no game tonight, so uh, maybe you're staying there. I don't know. What is going on with you? Yeah, so I'm at uh, my parents' house right now, nice. staying in lovely Minnesota, I arrived uh, on Tuesday thinking that the Knights were going to practice here Wednesday and then, of course, play today, which is Thursday against the Minnesota Wild. They did neither of those things. They uh, flew here yesterday, Wednesday, after practicing in Las Vegas. And then the Knights uh, woke up today. They just kind of hung out in their St. Paul hotel, just like I hung out you know, at my parents' house until the NHL officially said, Yep, we're done. We're suspending play. We don't know exactly when we're going to play again. So I'm kind of hanging out here till tomorrow morning when my scheduled flight will bring me back to Las Vegas. Hopefully everything you, goes you think? smooth there. I think like, you know, it's one of those things, which I'm sure we'll mention uh, very often on this podcast. I don't really know anymore. I don't really know a lot of things anymore just like i think the golden knights which we'll get into they don't know a lot of things that are happening the leagues that are making a bunch of decisions both today and yesterday don't know a ton about what is happening things are just happening at such a breakneck pace that you know it's hard to get a grasp on all of it but so for now like i said i'm just hanging out here the golden knights are heading home today i'm heading home tomorrow and we'll kind of see where things sit after that well, wait, here's the other thing. Are the Golden Knights heading home today? Because Lost in Everything was the weird news about airplanes. and everything. I don't even know what's happening anymore uh, in this world, uh, but especially uh, with hockey and everything else. Dave, uh, a wild day as well. What, what what were you going through this morning trying to follow all this news? Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm much more contemplative, I guess, about <laughs> yeah. all of this and reflective and, you know, I don't know. I mean, I've been doing this for a while, and I can think of a few days 
in my career that have been, you know, kind of up there with this. I mean, this is, this has been very interesting to just kind of see the way that it's one after the other. And there's been like this domino effect and, and everything kind of following along and following suit. And I, you know, I don't know. It's, it's been, it's been impactful. Let's just say that. It, it's so weird. Cause I'm sure a lot of people are in kind of the same boat that, you know, we're, we're trying to get information all the time, but it's also, it's constantly monitoring social media, what everybody else is finding out, trying to, trying to send texts, trying to make phone calls, trying to get information yourself, but also see what everybody else is, is learning along the way. I, I would say today has been crazy. Yesterday was insanity. I, I was, you know, I was actually covering basketball yesterday, the Pac-12 tournament. Literally, news was changing every five minutes about whether they were going to play, if they were going to have fans, what was going on there. But at the same time, I'm watching, you know, I'm watching Twitter and just all around the sports world, and, and particularly the NHL, since I follow a lot of, uh, you know, people in the in the hockey world, of just things changing constantly. It was just, it, it's such a weird situation, a strange situation, one that nobody's ever dealt with. And uh, I know that there's a lot of, you know a lot of talk about is it too much is it not enough did they wait too long all of this stuff but in the end I I don't think you can really fault many people because nobody really knows what's happening nobody knows what you're going to find out five minutes from now and yesterday the the Rudy Gobert situation triggered it for everyone just because I think it it kind of was that moment of oh wait like anybody could get it. it and and also Rudy Gobert playing for the Jazz they're playing against NBA teams that are also sharing arenas with NHL teams so if he has it, has it transferred to the NHL yet? Does somebody have it? You would assume somebody might, but you don't know. Uh, it's just so many moving pieces of this that it's been hard to follow. And um, I, I mean, I guess Ben being up in Minnesota, I, I want to get your take on that. Like, what has the news been like in Minnesota, where they have a hockey team as well? Obviously, the Golden Knights were going to play them, and they're they're very passionate about their hockey up there for sure. What has it kind of been like being there and going through the news? I mean, it's been just weird going through the news up here because you just feel disconnected from everything. Like, obviously, this is such a busy time of year for us just in Las Vegas. And with what we do, normally we have all of the sports happening right now. And then to kind of be away as like one by one, these sports first decided that they weren't going to play with fans and then kind of the inevitable today that they just weren't going to play at all. It was really weird watching it all from a distance. It was weird seeing the Knights practice from a distance yesterday and see kind of the media precautions they were taking and not being a part of it being there and seeing that you know I was going to potentially get reaction to them from them today and that of course didn't happen because everything got canceled so I mean it's been weird it's been obviously you know just from a personal standpoint not just even a work standpoint it's been weird to be away from you know my girlfriend and my dog uh at this point in time at the same time, it's been nice that I'm at my parents' house and I was able to hang out with them and hang out with some friends last night and kind of talk through everything because that's been the biggest thing for me is just so many things are happening so quickly. It's just helpful to kind of talk it through with someone, lay it all out there. And hopefully that's kind of what we're providing for people right now is that just, you know, something to help you process everything that's happened because I don't blame anyone who has just severe whiplash from the last 48 or so hours and almost doesn't, you know, know what to make sense of kind of the world we're living in now. Wait, Ben, are you sleeping in your childhood bed? My parents did downsize a couple of years ago. So not quite my okay. childhood bed. There is not 
the life-size clone trooper from Star Wars uh, okay. on the bedroom wall. Okay. Unfortunately, there are still all seven Harry Potter books that got moved to the bedroom I now stay in at my parents' house. Uh, there, there's so many questions I think that a lot of people had, and I, you know, we were communicating earlier about, um, you know, so just some of the things like what people want to know. I think there's a lot that's still unknown that we're trying to sift through, uh, but kind of where should we even start on this? Of of what are the ramifications here? We don't know how long it's going to take, how long it's going to take to resume hockey, how long practice are going to be, what the protocols are going to be when they come back. Like all these things are still kind of up in the air, but. Uh, where, where do you want to start, I guess, with, you know, kind of filling people in? I mean, I'd like to be able to fill people yeah, exactly. in because, you know, if it would be cool if we had, you know, solid information. Unfortunately, it's things like, you know, you, you mentioned, uh, you look at the release and, and the statement and what came from Gary Bettman, they want to have a Stanley Cup awarded. So whether that means they pause as, as they did, and just because we're rambling here, I found that were just so funny because I always think back of my childhood when you recorded the songs off the radio yeah. onto a cassette. When and you had you, to hit play and record at yeah, the same time. Yeah, and you, ben, you don't know about this. You got to stay out of this Yeah, you're, you're, you're just, you know, generational. <laughs> yeah, Ben's making mixed CDs. We had to, we had to record off the radio. Off the wait, radio. Wait for the, then you wait for the song to play. Right. And then you would miss the beginning. You're like, God, oh, I got to get it timed yeah. better next time. And then time. you have to hit pause and you oh, got to, you know. What so, a nightmare. Just that word, that hit pause, I, that, that, that's what it brought me to. But, I, you know, again, like are they going to – are the Knights going to play the final 11 games or are they just going to look at the standings where they're at right now and make, go by, like, I guess, points percentage because obviously not everybody's played the same amount of games. The, and, and, then, and this is all conjecture, of course, because we don't know anything. Right. I, I get, let's just go from each of you. What do you think in your mind? And again, this is just complete speculation. We know nothing. We don't know when they're going to start again. It could be two months. It could be three weeks. I don't think we really know. Uh, but in your mind, what is the most logical thing that they do? I think it depends on how long. Yeah. I think you kind of have the contingency plan for, you know, if this is a, a two week thing, you know, even a month or whatever, and then you can pick up the 11 games, all the arenas work whatever it, it might be you can work it out and then hopefully play a full playoff series you know and a full playoff run where it would take a full 16 games to win a Stanley Cup I you know but again I think if it if it takes two months or something like that to you know make sure that that everybody's safe and everybody is is healthy you know then you're probably looking at having to you know go right from picking it up right there and go from points percentage and then and you just jump right in and what I think the Knights would play Nashville. I saw that, I, but I don't, I don't know. I don't think yes, that's accurate. Is it? Because I thought they'd play Winnipeg. By points percentage, they would play Nashville right now. Um, you know, Wait, we're strictly going by points percentage. Wouldn't because wouldn't St. Louis have the? Wouldn't they have the? They would have the second wild card, right? So I think I thought the Knights would have the first wild card, which would be Winnipeg. See, without no, I don't have the standings in front of me. points, but not point percentage. Right, because oh, because right, because they have seventy-one games played. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah, how many right. games is Nashville yeah, played. Right. So. That's right. Yeah. Okay. So, just looking at this, and that's the other thing. Because if you're, you know, if you're one of those teams, you're like, wait a minute, like we're right here, we're tied, in 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 points, and you're gonna make, you know, you're just gonna cut off the season and say we don't get a chance to do that. So, I think there's a lot to work through. I think that's part of why you. You know, you pause and say, okay, we'll figure it out. You don't make any announcements right now. Uh, you kind of work your way through, and you're right. I think if it's, you know, if it's two months, 
that they have to sit out, uh, which seems crazy. I don't think it's going to happen that it's going to be that long. But if it was two months, I think you would just say, all right, we have to just play the playoffs and maybe even a shortened playoffs, maybe five-game series instead of seven. Uh, th- that could happen. Uh, but if it's you know three weeks, maybe you can have a, a sh- you know five more games or make sure everybody plays the same amount of games to get to 75 or whatever. Uh, there's a lot that can go through. Ben, we're speculating, obviously, but what would your thought be? Yeah, I mean, my thought is what I kind of mentioned off the top is that, I mean, what I thought I knew 48 hours ago is completely, I mean, dumb now. I mean, Dave and I can like joke about this now, but yesterday we were having a like a somewhat serious conversation about like, oh, are they going to still like shake hands at the end of playoff series? And like that looks just like completely asinine, just like, you know, 24 hours later. So, I mean, I'm almost loath to speculate just because we clearly just know so little about how this is going to play out because we knew so little yesterday and we're probably going to know so little tomorrow. And there's just, I'm sure, so many options on the table because I've heard, you know, basically everything of, okay, maybe if this only happens a few weeks, we can play a couple regular season games. Maybe you just have like the top 20 teams in points percentage. And then you have some of them play play in games where like a Winnipeg or a Minnesota get to play, you know, Nashville and Vancouver for the right to kind of get in the postseason tournament. So you don't completely kind of cut Winnipeg's legs off from under them. And yeah, maybe you just have shortened playoff series if this thing goes longer than expected. And maybe this does go longer than expected if all these kind of various moves that sports leagues are doing work and you actually kind of stop the spread of the virus. And instead, maybe it spreads over a longer period of time instead of everywhere very quickly. I mean, but there's just so much that's kind of on the table right now and so much that could happen over the next couple of weeks. And so I don't think, you know, I'm sure the NHL has a ton of contingency plans, but I don't think anyone knows where this is going to end up in a couple of weeks from now. Just like I don't think anyone a couple of weeks ago would have predicted that this is what we'd be talking about today. No, certainly not. And uh, I mean, I guess the uh, there would be some positives if you want to start looking at positives of this. Uh, first of all, just selfishly, if they did play Nashville in the first round, that's good news for everyone. Uh, that's that's a fun trip. Uh, but more realistically and practically for the Knights, they have some injury concerns right now, and maybe it helps to have a little bit of time off to get healthy. Now, every, everybody else gets healthy too, but the Knights have some you know very, very high-end players uh, that are that are dealing with injuries right now. So I guess that would be a positive to look at. Uh, if you're going to analyze this situation in you know some kind of positive light, that you know Max Pacioretty we learned yesterday uh, down for a bit week to week, Mark Stone still out week to week at least. Uh, th- that's I guess uh, the silver lining to some of this. Yeah, I mean there's so many different little. I have like a whole list. I'm going to try to write something about this. Actually, I'll preview that. Um, just you know all the little things like that, and like I mean the salary cap too. You know, I mean, if we're going to like really get technical and delve into some of this stuff, like, I mean, Tuck's on long-term IR and then you've got guys like Juan. I mean, when I talk to the guys at Cap Friendly and and they explain a lot of that stuff to me, there's essentially like when when you put somebody on long-term IR, there's like a a snapshot that the league takes of your salary cap picture kind of at that point. And then when you come out of long-term IR, you go like back to that snapshot. And so I'm kind of curious for some of these teams and like for the Knights who have obviously manipulated a lot of that, 
you know, seller cap figure and, and what have you through transactions and what, what is wall up to 30, I guess we, we've seen now, you know? So <clears throat> like, what do they go, you know, when we go back, like what's, what's zero, like, where do you start at and, yeah. and what does it handcuff you or, or are you in a good position if you're a certain team? Um, and not that you can maneuver a lot of ways, but then, you know, then obviously the larger picture in all this is kind of the league-wide economic Im impact and the salary cap and escrow and how it all affects that. And then you look at, you know, a little more local scope and how it affects people that work at T-Mobile and, you know, around the area and, you know, all the economic, you know, kind of impact that, you know, we feel with Vegas and, and whatever, but everybody's going to feel that. I mean, you know, the arena area that I was just in in Winnipeg is like downtown and, yeah. you know, it's all restaurants got, it's all and got going on. Okay. Yeah. Edmonton's got the casino basically attached to the arena and, you know, what have you. I mean, well, was, are people going to the casino if they're not going to the arena? I mean, yeah. that's, that's so, but I mean, everything seems to be affected by this. I mean, I know for me, that's just kind of been my biggest takeaway, I guess, is, you know, whether we whether we want to look at things globally or whatever i mean we're all connected we're all in this and you know something like this just kind of always reminds me of it ever wonder why traditional button-ups look so long and baggy that's because they were never meant to be worn that way untucked shirts were specifically designed to be worn untucked no matter your size or shape their shirts are the perfect untucked length with more than 50 fit combinations Untucked shirts look great on tall, short, slim, and athletic guys of all ages. Don't just take my word for it. Try Untuck It for yourself. Visit untuckit.com and use the code BLUEWIRE for 20% off your first order. They even offer free shipping and returns on all orders in the U.S. That's U-N-T-U-C-K-I-T.com and promo code BLUEWIRE for 20% off your first order. Uh, it's a lot to a lot to sift through here. Uh, for sure, and and if it sounds like we're just kind of like, well, we don't know, we don't know what's gonna happen. That, that's exactly what it's like because nobody does really know. There's no, there's no real precedent for this. There's no real insight uh, to what is going on. I guess we could go back to like 1919 and see what they did with the Spanish flu. Uh, but it's a different the, world then too. Oh, well, I know, but they didn't <laughs> like, they didn't give out the Stanley Cup then, so you know. Yeah, I, mean, there, so I guess there is some precedent. There's precedent. I guess there is. Ben, you want to get on that story of uh, covering the 1919 season? I was in. Uh, I had that in my story the last two days, Adam. So thanks for reading. Um, I was well aware of this precedent, though I don't believe they uh, were quite as committed to their computers as I have been these last few days, where I just haven't closed Twitter basically at all, like since I woke up today. I feel like they might have handled it. Uh, you know, news might have spread a little slower back then. Well, I, and I I feel like there's probably still games going on like three days after the season had been already postponed because teams hadn't got the news yet by Pony Express <laughs> or whatever. Like they were like, oh, we're supposed Tele to stop. Telegram hadn't arrived. Yeah, <laughs> like oh, I didn't know we were supposed to stop. We just thought we were going to keep playing. That's interesting. I I don't know. I, I and again, there's there's a lot of layers to this. Uh, how do they handle? How do they handle practice when they come back? Yeah, is it gonna like? I mean, I was somebody asked me that I was kind of crowdsourcing a little bit with a friend and was like, you know, okay, just what do you think of quick? Like, what what questions do you does you know immediately come to your mind with all this? And he's like, are they ever gonna keep practices open at City National Arena? Does this just change an entire 
you know, cultural norm, I guess you could say in a lot of ways. Um, so I've told Ben this story and, and I'll tell this just seems a good forum. There's a, there's a really good story in the athletic about Ralph Kruger, um, and, and kind of his view of, of everything from a couple days ago. And if you're not familiar with Ralph Kruger, he's the coach at the Sabres, but also has a very, uh, I would say unique background in, within hockey of, he worked at Southampton at, you know, which is an English premier league soccer team. Um, he's got a lot of economic standing in Europe and, and things like that. He's got a very world kind of view and, and things, especially for a hockey coach, very different. I think his son plays in Switzerland. He was telling a story that that's in the story in the athletic about in Switzerland, everybody greets with three kisses on the cheek. That's just a cultural norm as a greeting. It's been that way for, you know, generations that all of a sudden have stopped, that people no longer do it. Uh, and so much so that they think it might just never pick up again. And it's, that, of, of all the things from that story and just from from this, all the different impact, like that one little anecdote probably hit me the hardest that, you know, as much as maybe we're overreacting or whatever, it's become a big enough thing to maybe change you know, a culture and a, and a generation that kind of fascinates me. Yeah. I, I mean, I've been trying to make fist bumps a thing for a long time as a cultural norm. Maybe this helps that. Yeah. Take it, claim it, right? Yeah. Like that Saturday Night Live skit. It's my, that's my wave. It's, I did that wave. <laughs> yeah. But it, it's tough. Like I'll, I'll say this. I've, I always just try to go fist bump. You know, it's, it's like, it's just easier. Mostly not because of germs to me, to me, it's more like you never know how long a handshake's going to go. And some never people, how hard to like, right, like some squeeze somebody's hand or if tight. they – Yeah. It's just a mess. The whole process is a mess. Fist bumps are so easy. It's it's just, hey, tap it, let's go. Tap it and go. I can do but that. But I'll say this. I, I was I was out today and I was meeting – it was a casino executive type and they stuck their hand out and I was like, all right, I guess, I, I guess we're doing this. I don't know why. Yeah. You know, but and again, it's not even it's not even germs me. I just I don't like the whole handshake process. It's very convoluted. I don't know. It's tough. Just it's tough. Ben, what are the millennials doing? Elbows. Yeah. Just elbow bash. Elbow. <laughs> I, right. I think elbows gotta become the norm pretty soon. Yeah, I'm. I mean, I think I'm against that too, though, because the elbow because th- you get too close. I think, like a fist bump, you can be on the outside. Elbows, you're you're in tight. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, you're not wrong. I mean, it's crazy. Like. <laughs> Like Dave said, it's just insane to think about what the ramifications of this could be, you know, in terms of widespread cultural stuff, in terms of what they do at City National. I mean, and then when we talk about City National, I'm just curious how this is all going to play out because, you know, right now the NHL has kind of said, we're going to also hit pause on like practices and team meetings. Now, whether that's just for today, whether that, how long that continues is certainly up in the air, but like, you know, you're an NHL player and you all of a sudden have to stop playing. Like how long does it take you to kind of get back ready for a game? I mean, we all know hockey is like a physical contact sport. So do you have to like hold like second training camps to get these guys ready? Do you have to really go from like potentially zero to the playoffs? Like it's going to be fascinating to have, you know, not just the league, but obviously the players association is going to have to step in here and come up with like kind of best practices of how they think guys should you know, to the best of their ability, stay ready to perform. And that's just another tentacle that I find fascinating here. Just it's, it's all just so novel and it's going to 
be so crazy for all these organizations to wrap their minds around what's happening. So the other thing that I always think about too is is us in, in the media and how it's going to change or affect or maybe it, it won't, you know, going forward. And not that, you know, whether we have to conduct an interview in a hallway versus locker room is necessarily of interest to, you know, listeners of, of this podcast and, you know, readers of our stories and things like well, that. And, and but, I'll, I'll cut you off because I'll let you finish, but it is. And, and I encourage people to go look at what Joey Votto talked about. Yes. Because it is it, because I know that people will look at it as, oh, media, you're complaining about media. Like, no, it, it actually is a conduit of the player's voice. And, and as Joey Votto was pointing out, when you don't have that access, when you don't have those, you know, for lack of a better term, the intimate conversations, you don't portray stories to people. And that's that's kind of the the job on some level. You know, it's not always it's not the full job, but part of the job is to, you know, ex- to convey to fans and to people that are interested what players are thinking and feeling. And if you can't do that, you don't have the access to them and you only have, you know, sterile press conference environments, you don't tell the story and you you don't have that message to the fans. So I think that that is big. So uh, sorry, I'll let you finish. But no, that, that's just I, I no, I mean, I, and I think, you know, maybe to go off this and this has always been a, a bit of a, I don't know, like a personal subject that really hits with me is is just kind of the changing face of journalism to begin with. And, and then how you look at, OK, if. We now basically are all given the same sort of stake to fight over in the stories. Like it changes for the consumer what what the options are for for them as a reader, yeah, as a listener, um, just as a consumer. What what's now available is going to be different, and and what people want, and where they're going to be able to find it, how they can get it. It's all going to be different potentially. Um, we'll see. I mean, it could go back to no no big deal. Or it could go back to, or, you know, or it could change, sorry, to, you know, something like this where going forward, everybody's brought into a room and, and things like the way that they do in the playoffs or, you know, maybe the way that it's done in Europe with, with a mixed zone and, and things like that. You're never anywhere near a locker room and, and we as the media have to kind of, you know, embargo certain stories and things that are said in a mixed zone in, in order for everybody to put it out the same day and, and so you're not fighting over it. And I mean, it, there's so many just different little, I guess, implications and, and tangles that, that all this is, is going to have. I'm just kind of, you know, interested to see how it all plays out and, you know, even just hear what people kind of think about it, expect, you know, kind of going forward and, you know, maybe what, you know, the NHL and, and their decision is going to be, I guess, you know, kind of how it's all, it's going to impact everybody season ticket holders and, and whether they get refunds and and everything. I mean, it, it's, you know, it's got its fingers, I guess, on everything. I, I, that's a terrible way to put it, but. Yeah. Ben, uh, anything else you want to get to uh, before we close things out here? No, I don't know how much more there is to say about it just because, like we talked about, there's still so much more that we don't know so much more that, we might know in the coming days and a lot that we're still probably not going to know for a while. I mean, as we talked about both the short and long-term effects of this are going to take, you know, so long to kind of unfurl just because we don't know what's happening. These teams don't really know what's happening because this is so unprecedented and certainly even up to the league office, I'm sure they have, you know, no idea what they're going to actually end up doing. So 
No, it's just all crazy right now. Just everyone stay safe, of course. Wash your hands, self-quarantine if you need to, and just take care of yourselves, everyone. I think that's the, the biggest thing is practice self-care, and hopefully we'll all just get through this together. That is fair. And I, I will also say, and you know, this is just something that uh, I've been saying in a lot of different interviews because everybody's trying to get information and talk about this, but uh, this seems like the whole thing does feel excessive. And I know it feels like that to a lot of people. It They, they say it's too much. And, you know, we just saw uh, just as we we're going on the air, Disneyland is going to be closed for the rest of the month. Like a lot of things are closing down and people are, are mad about it. There's people that don't think it's serious and get upset about it. But here's the thing. In the long run, if if this all goes, if this all gets under control as it will at some point and we come back and get back to normal and your thought is, well, see, it wasn't that bad. We didn't have to do all this. Stop and think, maybe it helped. Maybe this was all good. Maybe it helped. Maybe it got things under control. And if the worst thing that happened is that we don't get to watch games for a month, I think we should probably be okay with that. Like, as much as it feels a lot now, and it does, it feels like there's way too much happening, way strong of a reaction. Maybe in the end this will help, and even if it doesn't, the worst that happened is we just waited a month for our sports, so. I'd make that trade. Yeah. To not watch a few games, to have yeah. everybody healthy. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I'll make that trade. Yeah, and even if even if it didn't help, okay, that's fine. We're back to normal. We're good. So let's look at that as a positive, and, uh, the anticipation will grow as we get closer and closer to a return to sports, and in particular for our purposes here, uh, to hockey and to Golden Knights hockey picking up the season. Uh, so that will do it for us. We thank you guys for listening, and again, make sure you subscribe and comment and tell your friends wherever you find this podcast. Uh, we'll be back. We'll probably still be here with you a few times, updating you on whatever is going on uh, with the Golden Knights here uh, the next couple of weeks before they eventually return to action and uh i do expect we do finish the season at least with playoffs and uh in some form or another uh so we'll keep you up to date on everything that's going on or at least we'll try to we'll try to keep digging the news and make sure you check out reviewjournal.com and uh the golden edge for all of that information for dave shane ben goats in minnesota was that was that good Yo. Was that close? minnesota that was very good thanks uh Thank you, good. enjoy the rest of the time there be safe on the flight for sure and uh, as you said, wash your hands, you know, hand sanitizer, all that stuff. And uh, yeah, especially if you're going to come back and see us. We don't want you to bring anything back from the plane. Uh, but that'll do it for us. So for Ben and Dave, Madam, we'll talk to you guys again real soon. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.